Are the Eagles really as good as their 2-0 record forecasts? Kelsey's back. Does that mean the Chiefs' offense is back on track? Are the Jets ready to crash land with their star quarterback on the shelf? Losing 40 to nothing. Is this the bounce back week for Danny Dimes and the Giants? Find out all that and more as we go over week two in the NFL season on Sunday Scaries with Bucks McGee. After an entertaining week one, week two looks to be just as exciting. Here you are with Bucks McGee and the man himself, Nutmeg to Palmetto. Let's talk some Sunday. Sunday indeed. And uh, before we get into Sunday, of course, the week kicked off Thursday night with uh, Philly's home opener against the Minnesota Vikings. And this, there was a little bit of a consistent theme here to Philly's game opening game against the Patriots. They got out to a nice lead. Then they took their foot off the gas and they, they wound up pulling it out. They're still 2-0, so we pay a little bit of deference because 2-0 is 2-0. However, mm-hmm. I kind of have this feeling like the Eagles are look have a little bit of Chiefs in them right now where they, they get up to a big lead and then they kind of take the foot off the throw. Well, let's, let's be honest. The Vikings handed them that early lead. I, and we'll get into the Vikings later, but it the Eagles just seem off. Now, to the Vikings' credit, they did play a quality, you know, quality secondary defense. So Hertz had to kind of pick where he was going with the ball, but it just seemed like the Eagles said, you know what, we're just going to run the ball 30-plus times and just let it ride. And the Vikings couldn't stop it. Like, it was ridiculous. I, I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, hey, got to give Swift credit, man. Nice, nice start. You know, welcome back to the starter position for him. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, Eagles are two and zero. You can't take it from them, but I don't know. They they just seem off. Something doesn't seem right. It, uh, speaking of not seeming right, uh, so the Vikings now fall to zero and two in a division that the, the Lions got out of the gate really hot. Like uh, a lot of the hype, a lot of the hype around them suggested. Uh, the Bears mm-hmm. got off to a pretty shaky start. Packers got mm-hmm. off to an amazing start, and we've got much more to get into on them later on. Uh, mm-hmm. So how? So now Minnesota, who was probably looking like they had a little bit of, uh, what's the word I want to use, de facto favoritism in this division, now that doesn't look quite so good. Well, when you go 13-4, and four, the season, you know, <laughs> season before most pundits are going to say well you know they won 13 games they'll probably not win as many but they're still good for double digit wins you know Mm. but this team put up points but just give up more uh i don't know if they're missing dalvin cook because the run game was was putrid there there was like no run game and it was like just kurt and just good luck chuck the ball and put up your yards if you had them on fantasy like i did Hey, I thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate you for the points, but this I don't know what this team is going to be. It's almost if this is what it's going to be, if they eke out 9 wins this year, it's going to be impressive. Yeah. I I don't know. They are rough. He's on my he's on my uh fancy team too. However, I don't need him to play until Justin Herbert's bye week. 
<laughs> He's that guy you stash, and you're That's like, right. okay, here you come, buddy. Here you hey, come. you know what? The first quarterback that gets hurt, somebody's going to come crawling to me for for, for Kirky because he puts up 350-50 every freaking game. <laughs> Which is funny because on ESPN, the big talk today was, why don't the Jets go after Mr. Cousins? Mm. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, if they were to pull that off, I think it'd be the perfect offense for him. There'd be no pressure on him with that defense. They th that could be some legitimate conversation if the Jets were that desperate. Yeah, that is a great that is a great transition to our next segment. But I did have one more question on the Eagles for you. By all means, pick them apart. What's what? What's one thing they can improve upon? I, 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 it's, it's the pass game. Like I haven't, we haven't seen a vintage Hertz passing game yet this season. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I need to see. If I can see that soon, then the Eagles are right. Their offensive line was great last night. Mm. You got to give that offensive line credit. It was incredible. You know, they basically just smacked the Vikings and just said, you know, what? we're going to run it and you can't stop us. And they didn't. Now there was some, the sideline seemed a little hairy with, you know, Brown and um, Hertz going at it a little bit. You know, Brown wants the ball. You know, he was a big, you know, trade acquisition for them last year. And, you know, he wants to win. He feels he's, you know, he's a prime receiver and there's no doubt he is. But this this passing game needs to get on track rather quickly because if they've become the, okay, we're going to grind it out, yeah, it's, it'll work for you. But I don't know if their defense is that strong to keep them in games that long. Yeah. They've got to score points right now. They've got to score some points, and I think they got to start passing a bit better. But two and zero is two and zero. Is is Jalen Hurts maybe resting his laurels a bit on uh, this big season he had last year, followed by the contract extension? Here's the thing: if you hear him talk, you wouldn't think that he seemed he seems very grounded. He's like, I got my contract. I know what I have to do. To, I got to do what I have to do to take this team to the next level. I think maybe it's the play calling, maybe you know, because the offensive coordinator's gone. You know, my man left, and I believe he's coaching your guys now. So it's a situation ah, of yeah. <laughs> it's what what's the offense? Maybe maybe they're just maybe they're just not ready yet. Could be you know, like we talked about before, that one less game in the preseason. Maybe you know they should have played a full half together, maybe to get the juices flowing. I don't know. It's next the next game they play is going to be key. If it's one of these games again, then you really got to question it. Because if they meet a defense that's not going to let them run, they're going to be in some trouble. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, they're 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 they're. I think they're probably two zero just because of the sheer talent on their roster and they're. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt the defense was solid. The D line was great. Jalen Carter was awesome. You know, mm. rookie played well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's great, but the. They got to start. They got to have an even. It's got to be three phases, and yeah. that that passing game's got to start picking up quick. Yeah, Jalen Carter has been very impressive in those first two games. You um, know, he did bring up the Jets uh, a moment ago, and that's of course been the hot topic this week because I guess you're off the hook for your preseason predict your preseason <laughs> bet of having to buy a jersey before the Super Bowl because as soon as <laughs> as no quicker than Aaron did Aaron Rodgers' career and gangrene begin. <laughs> a mere what three plays later, it quickly ended. 
I feel like I'm a jinx because we talk about injuries <laughs> and such, and, and guys are kind of falling left and right. Um, so it's like, I feel bad. Like, I honestly do feel bad. Yeah. I really yeah. wanted to see what this Jets offense was going to be. I yeah. really did. No, no team, no team, no franchise, not even team, no franchise can have as bad a luck as the New York Jets. <laughs> like, seriously, you know, like this guy, like you land the guy, right? You land the guy. You have the defense that's probably going to be a top three defense in this league. You have the, you've got the offensive weapons, you've got it all. And four, get four plays in, he's just, and you, you watch the replay, you watch it just pop. And it's like, really? Yeah. Like, it doesn't get any worse. It really doesn't. <sighs> I was looking forward to buying the jersey. I won't yeah. lie. I was kind of like looking, I was looking at him the other day. I was like, do I go with the white? Maybe go green. Now it's like, all right. But you know what? With my luck, Zach Wilson will somehow pull it out. Bob Milfunner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You never know. Um, but yeah, it's a shock to them. I think. With their coaching staff, they're 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 gonna be competitive, but that defense is gonna have to keep them in games for for the whole season. Do you think that this is it for Aaron Rodgers? He's thirty, he's thirty eight or thirty nine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, thirty nine. I mean, this was supposed to be kind of like one hoorah to get to the tight, get to the end, and who knows what would have happened after the season where they would have walked it, rode off into the sunset or try to run it back for one more year. But even if he did that, that would probably have been it just one more year after that. Now with this Achilles injury happening, mm -hmm. it did have we seen the last of the former number 12? No. And I think it's pride with him. There's, there's no way he goes out like this. Mm -hmm. And he had talked a few weeks ago about, you know, feeling as great as he's ever been, you know, and, you know, he was like, you know, maybe I could play to 40, 45. You know, I could do what Tom did. You know, I'm, I feel good. I'm in a good situation. Uh, I don't have to do too much. And now with this, I don't think he's the kind of guy who wants to go out this way. I think what happens is he he, he works his way back. Uh, he'll give it another try because he's, he's under contract for, for two years. He's going to come back, give it a go. And we'll see what happens. I would be shocked if he says, you know what, unless he just can't rehab it and it just doesn't go, go well, I'd be shocked if he doesn't come back. Well, speaking of coming back, that's exactly what the Jets need to do and continue on this season with the aforementioned <laughs> Zach Wilson for the rest, for the pres presumably so, I should say presumably so, for the rest of the season, because who knows what he's going to play like. Maybe, maybe he's the Zach Wilson we, we all remember and they need to uh call an audible on the quarterback position <laughs> i think what the jets have to do is they i think he's on the extreme short leash yeah. i think they have contingency plans they have to because they're they, they can't throw this season away with all of that talent you can't just say all right you know what aaron's gone we're just gonna muddle through maybe be five and twelve and survive i think he's on a short leash you know, let's say he goes one and two, one and three. Maybe they start to have conversations with Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota starts to fall apart, fall apart. Because don't forget, this is this is Cousins last year too in Minnesota. Yeah. So if Minnesota's like, hey, maybe we can get something for him. Why not? Yeah. Well, maybe they send Zach over, get a couple picks, 
everybody's happy. Well, Minnesota won't be happy, but they've got to be realistic in what they have. Right. You know, you get some decent picks, trade up, you know, get yourself a quarterback. But I think Wilson is on a short leash. I think he just needs to play within the system. Don't try to be the hero and, you know, do this and do that. Work with what you have. They've got to make it somewhat pass friendly, though, because you got Garrett Wilson out there, you know, offensive player, rookie player of the year, and he's just going to be sitting out there going, you know, like, what are you going to do? So they've got to figure out something. They're probably starting from scratch in that playbook and saying, okay, because, you know, he didn't play that much because Aaron took all the snaps. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. If Zach Wilson can put up even half decent numbers, with Nathaniel Hackett, that is not going to look very good for Russell Wilson. <laughs> Nothing looks good for Russell Wilson now. Let's be real. That's true. Fair point. <laughs> anyway, speaking of looking good or not looking good, uh, this mm-hmm. takes us into our top three games of the weekend. And the first one obviously looked a lot better six days ago. <laughs> this game but looked incredible. It is. It is. The, it's, it is the aforementioned Jets hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and that game is that was supposed to be the crown jewel of the weekend, and it still might be. Um, but it why? Because how many points Dallas can put up? Definitely looks a lot different. Well, I'm just thinking. Well, they have, have the greatest greatest fantasy defense of you know scoring of all time. Well, okay, but hear me out. Let me play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. That Jets defense. Mm-hmm. Look extremely good against Buffalo. Okay. And I think it's not unfair to say that Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Right. So if they can make Josh look pretty ugly and hang around in there, they could be in this. The only question mark is how ugly is the Dallas defense going to make Zach Wilson? <laughs> Yeah, and, and but here's also the thing. Buffalo did move the ball somewhat, right? They did move the ball. And <sighs> Buffalo is whatever Buffalo is, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about them at some point. But if that Jets defense is on the field for – I don't care what kind of defense you have. If they're on the field too long, they're going to tire out. You know, they will tire out. And if it gets into – into a type of any type of shootout, I don't know. Like I, I like the Jets defense. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know, man. I I think Dak is going to be smarter with the ball. He's not going to try to do too much. Mm-hmm. Then you know, I think Josh is still kind of like I need to be the hero and plays hero ball too much. Uh, I think Dallas is a better run game. And we say that about the Jets, but let's not forget about the Dallas defense. Those those guys are oh, dogs. Yeah. You got oh, yeah. Michael Parsons. You know that secondary is is legit. They're gonna bait the Milf Hunter into some stuff that he's never seen. So I don't. I think what's gonna happen is it may be close first quarter, maybe quarter and a half. I'll give you that. But I just think Dallas is just too good. If Dallas lets this be any closer than a two score game, there's a problem. And sure enough, and you called this in the divisional preview, uh, the Jets' offensive line was the one weak link on their team. And sure enough, what happened in the first game, they lost, they, they lost their quarterback. That offensive line now against Dallas' defense is not going to look – it's not going to have a very easy assign, an easy task against them. 
And like I said, like they could make Zach Wilson look pretty ugly out there. They're going to pin their ears back, and they're going to send the hounds. Mm. It's going to be wave after wave. You're not going to know who's coming from where. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing, you know, cornerback blitzes a little more than usual. It, it's they're going to they're going to make it ugly. It's going to be almost like if they were playing the Patriots in their heyday when Belichick would say, "Okay, I got a young guy coming in. Okay, I'm going to do this, this, that, and the other thing." And that quarterback by halftime's like, "I'm done. I'm done. Put someone else in. I'm good. Uh, don't wanna, I don't want to touch it." This could be ugly, and if Zach starts taking some hits, you, you got to pull him. You have to pull him because his psyche is going to be shot right back to last year. The Jets are going to be wishing they didn't kick Mike White, Mike White to the curb. They're calling Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like, he, he hasn't. He remembers what it's like to be here. They're gonna. They're gonna have to do something because if. Dallas treats them like they treated the Giants. This is not going to be good. All, yeah, all bets are off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of all bets being off, <laughs> in week one, these two long-standing AFC North rivals, mm-hmm. one of them got pretty embarrassed. The other one won, but got out pretty much limping by the skin of their teeth. Now they mm-hmm. play each other. This game is usually, in recent history, a pretty entertaining game. This uh, recent history has it's been uh, a very intriguing rivalry. Now Ravens and Bengals go at each other for, for the first time this year, and the Ravens are coming off a game where Lamar didn't look great. They got the job done. They didn't look great, and they took a they took beating after beating. They lost J.K. Dobbins for the year, uh, and they kind of got out of this game. I say by the skin of their teeth. The only reason they won by a significant margin is because they were playing the Houston Texans. <laughs> yeah. And so they go up against the Bengals, who are coming off an embarrassing performance against Cleveland, who didn't exactly play the best in their own right. And Joe Burrow looked like I, I don't even I don't even think it's fair to say he looked like a rookie last week. <laughs> no. no. Um so what is the what are these two shit what do these two shake up going against each other? And who is it more important to have a big performance? Like, which, which or which team, I should say, is it more important for them to step up and produce? Hmm. You could say you could say the Ravens simply because you know, well, both of these guys got big contracts, but you know, Lamar Lamar was the big story for the early part of the off season and such. It was is Lamar going to get his contract? He he deserves to be paid. You know, blah 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 blah. So now it's, you know, the talk, once all that was done was, oh, I'm going to throw for 5,000 yards. I've got all these weapons, and now, you know, we're an elite offense, which they're – I I didn't think they were. I think they were a solid offense. I don't think they were an elite offense. Now you've got Lamar. Mark Andrews still isn't 100%. Yeah. He's still questionable to play. Uh, Your run game, who's the guy? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Gus the Bus and a bunch of I don't know what? Yeah. Or Are they going to revert back and say, okay, let's play it safe? Lamar, you're going to run the ball 20 times, <laughs> and you know you're going to throw for 125, 130, but you'll run for 140, and you know here we go. Mm-hmm. I think though it's more important for the Bengals. I think they were almost kind of shocked, in a way. I think the Bengals kind of have this feel of 
you know, everyone, you know, assumes we're, you know, we're at least, you know, one A in the AFC. We're just, you know, we just had a bad loss, you know, and I think they were kind of brought down to earth a little bit. Yeah. And I think Burrow has to understand that when they pay you to be the man, you got to be the man. The man. <laughs> and that's it. And you've got the weapons around you. There's like, there's no excuse. So I think the Bengals, they need to play smart, but I think the pressure is a little more on them. Do you think that their two performances last week and the and the dents in their armor are solely based off of how the quarterbacks performed, or do you think there's things deeper than that? See, it's rough because, like, now, like, week one, you almost take with a grain of salt because there's only three week, three games in the preseason. Like, it's changed so mm-hmm. much, you know, the preparation. So you almost give teams that are good – and they lose, you almost say, okay, well, you know, maybe they didn't get enough time together. You know, they were rough. That's what they were saying about the Eagles in New England. Oh, you know, we need to play more in the preseason. We were just a little rough. We were rusty. Still couldn't really throw the ball, but you were able to run the ball down the Vikings' throat. So, you know, so I don't know if it's a chink in the armor. I think if what ailed them last week comes up again, then I think you can say, okay, there's some issues here. Yeah. Um, speaking of issues, KC has a few. <laughs> they coming off of their uh, opening night loss to the Lions, unfathomable for a defending champ to lose an opening night. Catch <laughs> the ball, what? Hopefully, Kadarius Tony cannot cannot do any of that this time and actually catch something. <laughs> yeah, whatever. What a so overrated man. <laughs> He's old man, like. Okay, you know, he's got, he's got speed or whatever, but come on. They were making it sound like he was going to be the second coming in Kansas City. He had a great Super Bowl. I'll give him credit. Not going to knock him, but he's one, it's, he, may, he may end up being one of those guys who goes down in NFL lore as had a great Super Bowl game but did nothing else in his career. <laughs> so, but um, KC, you know, they get the man back. Yeah. They get the man, Travis Kelsey. So now we're going to find out. If this offense is going to all of a sudden, everyone's going to wake up and Not back into form three guys with a hundred yard games. And, you know, they're going to be this potent offense or if they have a case of the dropsies and then it's like, okay, well you can't just plug and play like you thought you could. Now do, you got some problems. Do you think for these, uh, all all these also ran receivers to produce with Patrick, do you think they need Kelsey drawing targets away, drawing coverage away from them? Or I think, is it a situation where these receivers really are what they are? No, I think they do. I think because of how good Kelsey is and from the attention that he draws, it allows these guys no pressure. They're like, okay, they're going to concentrate on Trav. I'm just going to do my thing and catch the ball. So it's a lot – I think for them mentally it's a lot easier because they don't have to be the guy. I don't know if Kadarius Tony can be the guy. You know, Sky Moore, is he going to be the guy? Yeah. You know, I just don't know if they have that in them. You know, it's great that you want to plug and play guys in here and you think just because you have Mahomes that it's going to work. That does It's not always the case. Yeah. And if they struggle against the Jags or it's closer and they just limp through and win, there's still questions. They need to have a dominant performance soon for people to say, all right, the Chiefs are back. Ask ask your man back there on the wall how many how many years it was uh, 
he was struggling. To, he was struggling to get numbers with some also ran receivers <laughs> in New England. <laughs> Not long. Come on now. <laughs> Deion Branch was great. No, no, no. After Deion Branch, all those like middling years. <laughs> oh, you mean like you know Joey Galloway, who like barely ever saw the field, Ocho, and those guys. Well, no, exactly, and that's the thing. Um, but at that point, you know, it, I don't know. It, it feels like it's the same when it comes to New England, but I don't know. I don't, I just I don't know. I think the guys that they had in New England, I think they might have been also rans, but I think they were better also rans. Mm. Danny Amendola. Yeah. Let, let's be real. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna be a starter on many rosters. Probably a number three somewhere for the most part of his career. But when he played there, he knew what he knew what he had to do and he did it. Now, is it just a thing with these guys that they just don't maybe they don't practice hard enough? Maybe they just don't have it. I don't know. And I'm not here to say either way. I'm not there. But if you're gonna basically say that Mahomes can make anybody terrific. And these guys are still dropping balls two or three weeks in, then you need to figure it out and hit the waiver wire fierce because these guys are not going to come up clutch in, in the postseason. They're yeah. not. Um, so their opponent this week is Jacksonville Jaguars. The Prince. The Prince. <laughs> T-Law, sunshine. T-Law, the Prince. <laughs> Calvin Ridley. Oh, man, I told you. Calvin Ridley, that's a scary man. So the Jags did take care of business and beat my Colts last week, but they probably should have looked a lot more dominant than they did. Oh, exactly. Uh, should have. So how does that go? How how does how does this go into this game for you? Because uh, during the season, you thought the Jags catch them off guard, and in theory, if the Jags kicked us around and looked like the Jags we figure they are going to be, it's like, oh, okay, sure. After Kansas City struggled the first Jags, it was going to come in all you know full of piss and vinegar and, and pop them in the mouth. But mm-hmm. I mean, if they're like good, but not looking as good, maybe like a kind of a Philadelphia Eagles comparable right now. I mean, do you, do you, are, do you want, are you going to double down and say they're going to pull this, pull this quote unquote upset or uh, is Kansas City going to get back on track? Honestly, if the Jags win, I'm not surprised. Like, be honest, they struggled. You know, a lot of teams struggled for week one, you know, and yeah, the Colts took it to them. There's no doubt. You know why? Because the Colts had no fear. The Colts know what people were saying. The Colts are like, okay, the people feel we are this. We don't listen to it. We're going to be this. And I think you saw that in that Colts game. They're like, we're just going to play hard. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. We know what we are. Kansas City is the defending champs. They talked up a game, you know. We've got all these guys. It doesn't matter. We can do it. Well, now you have your full complement of offense. So if these guys are dropping balls, I think the Jags are going to be like, all right, okay, we just need to do what we do. And the Jags were catching some incredible balls. The Jags, they made the plays when they had to. Right now, for me, it's a flip, honestly, if you want me to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags pull it out. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs pull off some Mahomes magic and they somehow eke it out. But are these going to be the Chiefs where we're going to eke out games throughout the season? Or are we going to be this dominant juggernaut that everyone's saying the next dynasty that is upon us? So this game will tell a lot for both teams. Um, It'll tell the Jags where they are in the pecking order. If If they beat the Chiefs, 
you say maybe they're the number two team in the AFC. Yeah. You know, especially if the Bengals lose, you know, because no one I don't think is 100% sold on the Ravens yet. Huh. You know, so I think it all depends on the outcome of that game. Right now, that elite area of the AFC is kind of jumbled. Yeah. There's no real concrete who is the who's the team. Right. Hey, that's what happens when Rodgers goes down and Kansas City's receivers can't catch a ball. That's what happens when number eight goes down. Now you just don't know what you got. <laughs> Dang number it. Eight. Number eight. Try eight <laughs> right? Right? Number eight, man. Number eight. Why? <laughs> so there were a lot of high-scoring affairs in week one. And three of them in particular – one of them, well, two of them don't really surprise, surprise us. One of them, I don't know if it surprises us, but maybe we weren't totally expecting it, or at least this early. So the three that really put up the big points were the Green Bay Packers, although mm-hmm. it took it took them a half to get going, but they lit up the Bears in the second half. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, who absolutely took took uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers to the woodshed. And ironically enough, their opponent this week, the LA Rams, also put up 30 points. And they took divisional rival Seattle Seahawks to the woodshed. And then the third one, of course, is the Miami Dolphins, that big shootout with the Chargers. Now they go up to New England to test their chops against uh, a pretty significant defense. So who do you think of those three, the Packers, the Niners, the Dolphins, and maybe we can even put the Rams in as a bonus, but Mm -hmm. specifically those three, who do you think has the best chance to repeat that type of performance and uh, put up a a big lopsided number this week? Wow. Wow. I mean, say what say what I will about Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur, but apparently Matt Lafleur's offense works. <laughs> it really does, and I'm I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say the pack. I, I, I think Jordan Love looked good. He really did. After that half, maybe it was jitters. Maybe he was just not comfortable yet. But that second half, man, he was he was fire. He was fire. Atlanta, I don't trust. They've got pieces, but that quarter Ritter's a mess. I don't know what they've got. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch that game, Kyle Pitts at certain points of that game was running around free by himself, like no one within 15 yards of him, just standing there like this. Please, please. You know, <laughs> like the beer, the beer guy would have hit him. <laughs> uh, so I think with the Niners and the Rams, it's divisional. I. Th- the Rams are banged up at receiver still, but, you know, I think that they'll put up some points. I think they still could put up some points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Niners, Brock Purdy right now is, is is the man out there. He's doing his thing. So I think that'll, that'll be a somewhat close game for a bit. The Dolphins and Pats is interesting because the Pats played the Eagles tough last week. Played them tough. I they're gonna have to they're gonna have to do this again and because if they let Tyreek do what he did last week, forget about it. There's no way New England's putting up points and matching them. There's no, no way. No, they do no. not have that type of offense. I mean, Philly was practically trying to hand New England the the, the game at the end at the end there, and they yeah. and Mac Jones still couldn't take advantage of it. <laughs> you know, they were one left foot from maybe getting a chance at a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to say the Packers. I think the Packers will put up points again, and I think you'll start to hear the rumblings of maybe the Packers got it right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh and especially like you know the the Patriots uh, to to make a little comparison here, the Patriots old mantra was always better to say goodbye a year too early than a year too late, right? Yeah. So maybe that was maybe maybe that's looking a lot like the Packers mantra playing out for them right now. Like, okay, Aaron, let's figure out, you know, you don't want to be here fine. We're okay with this kid. Let's just mutual let's just part ways and remember the good times and we're okay. We'll move on. Or remember the one Super Bowl and <laughs> yeah, all, well, all the yeah. NFC ch- championship disappointments. We'll, we'll <laughs> ride with those. You know, I know that could have been it. I, th- but they, we we watched that relationship sour beyond belief. And you know, they fed us all the lines of "Oh, Aaron's happy," yada yada. You knew he was leaving, so I think it was the right time. They did what they needed to do, and I think if Jordan Jordan develops, the pack could be could be a team to watch out for late the season. Do you think the uh, Rams' performance against the Seahawks was just a blip on the radar? Or uh, do, do they actually have a lot of weapons? Because they had a lot of these young receivers all put up numbers last week. You think like that's maybe we're sleeping on them a little bit too much or just that's just kind of a blip on the radar and maybe Seattle's just not as good as they thought they were? I don't know if maybe Seattle kind of believed in themselves a little bit much because a lot of people were like, oh, watch out for Seattle. Watch out for Seattle. So I don't know if maybe they just weren't ready yet. I, I think Matt Stafford was like, I just need to throw the ball 40 times and let's just see what happens. Like he forced Allen Robinson to look decent. <laughs> oh like, yeah, like, that's your other favorite. That's yeah, Allen Robinson. Favorite. That's another. Yeah, that's another winner over there. <laughs> like, and then they had the rookie, the rookie receivers who played well. Now they've one of them, I believe. I forget which one is hurt. They've got some injuries on that in the wide receiver room there. But I think the Rams are like, you know what? This is what we got. We're going to run our offense regardless of Cup not being there and anybody else. We're not going to change it or dummy it down. Let's just go with what we got. Yeah. And, you know, if teams are going to sleep on them, they probably will surprise themselves. Stafford's still got something in the tank, mm. you know, but if he gets, you know, knocked around a bit, that arm may just fall off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, so – but, yeah, I think Seattle kind of needs to sit back and say, okay, let's get back to what got us where we got last year. Gino needs to calm down a bit, and we'll see what happens. Because if he ends up losing a couple games here going down the beginning of the season, people are going to start to question him. Was he just a fluke? Yeah. You know, it's not a fluke. It's something you shouldn't question. That would be That is your week two bets from Donnie Dollar Signs. We're going to kick it over to him. Donnie, tell us what you got this week, and maybe – he might even tell us a little bit about what he thinks of his beloved New York football team. We're going to make it rain this year. All right, Chase, coming at you with the week two picks for your NFL. But before we do, as a Jet fan, what, what, what else could happen? Aaron Rodgers goes down. Now we got to deal with Zach Wilson again. And believe me, I, I don't like him. I think he stinks. I don't know why there's Jet fans out there that believe this guy is any good. Week two in, I think he's mentally checked out. Uh, he's going to overthink every throw, I think. And I, I just don't think he's the guy. So hopefully we get somebody in there because we cannot waste this, this talent on this team and that defense. But let's get to the picks. So for this week, we're going to go with the Lions. Minus four and a half at home. I feel the Lions are taking a step ahead. I know they beat the Chiefs. Um, the defense is good. That offense is good with Goff and Gibbs and, and uh, uh, St. Brown. So, I mean, I, I think that this line is pretty low for them being at home. 
Um, so I'm going to take the Lions here at four and a half. We're going to go with the Bills eight and a half over the Raiders. Uh, you lose to Zach Wilson now again. You got to be pissed off because the Bills, I mean, their defense is good, but outside of Diggs, I mean, the, the, the running backs in Cook is he's okay. Um, but but yeah, after that loss to the Jets, I think the Bills come out at their home and they roll the Raiders. And then as a Jet fan, nine and a half for Dallas is way too much, I think, with our defense. I do not trust Zach, Dak uh, Prescott at all. Um, I think we're gonna go with the New York Jets to take the nine and a half. I don't think we're gonna win. I, I, I'd be nice if we do, but uh, I'll take those points in my pocket with that defense. Zach Wilson, he he can. I think we get 14, 17 points. We're gonna be okay. He just gotta limit his mistakes. So I'll take that in my back pocket that nine and a half. And then for our prop, I'm gonna take uh, Waddle. Uh, they don't have a lineup that for the yet, but anything with Waddle in it for any time touchdown, I'm taking it. Uh, Belichick likes to take out the best player, which is obviously Tyree Kill. So I'm going to take Waddle for an anytime touchdown. So we have Lions minus four and a half. We have the Bills at eight minus eight and a half over the Raiders. And we're going to take the New York Jets at plus nine and a half. All right, Chase, back to you. Hopefully everybody makes some money. Let's go. Thanks, Donnie, for your picks for week two. And uh, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of digging that Lions one. And that's an interesting game because that was that big shootout last year to open the season. So there's definitely mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely a bit of a revenge factor going on because that was where Gino kind of came out came out of the gate super hot and put everyone on notice right away. Uh, so I, I I'm I'm kind of intrigued by uh, the Lions winning that and winning that by a you know lesser significant margin and kind of get a little revenge. Yeah, I think the Lions will want this game. I think they want to come out and prove that week that week one wasn't a fluke. Yeah. They want to come out and, you know, lay their claim in the NFC. So I think that game is going to be entertaining for sure. What what uh which which picks were you intrigued by? <sighs> Lions one was nice. The Jets one, I'm just it's just like tears. I don't I don't <laughs> No, I'm, I get I'm, it. I'm though. Hoping, I get it. Though. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping, I'm hoping for a shocker. You know, but you know, at the end of the day, you're just, you know, Don, Donnie's here to make me some money, so I, I think the Lions is the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to go with it. And uh, there were, and uh, there were a lot of teams last week that fell, kind of a little, maybe a little unexpectedly. They need, they're in need of a bounce back. Yes. And uh, one of which was one of Donnie's teams to cover a larger spread at eight and a half Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And they get this game at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. So as far as so and there are three other there are three other teams we isolated as needing a bounce back victory. Uh, the Chargers, of course, were on the, the, the uh, soft end of that uh, shootout against Miami. The Giants, mm-hmm. as everyone knows, got embarrassed and shut out on, on national TV on Sunday night. And uh, Let's Ride certainly did not get off, did, did not hop on the saddle the way they uh, probably thought they were, and got a tough luck no. loss against the Raiders. So now they're going on the road against Washington. So between mm-hmm. Buffalo, the Chargers, the Giants, and Denver, who do you think is most in need of a victory this week to make good on that loss last week? Wow. 
I think a lot of people would say the Giants after, you know, 40, 40 to nothing, but I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. <laughs> I'm taking Buffalo. I think the way they lost was definitely a shocker. No, no one saw that coming, especially how that game unfolded. You know, there was there was no way anyone would say, okay, the Bills are just going to cough this one up. Um, it was extremely sloppy. Um, this game, I don't want to say it's tailor-made for them, but with the spread and everything, like, you, you got to win this one. You have to win this one, and you, you've got to play well. If Josh continues to cough the ball up and it's just a sloppy play, then the questions are just going to amp up. And everyone's going to say, nope, no one believes in Buffalo. Especially because is. especially because we were questioning Diggs. Like, is Diggs the malcontent? Is he unhappy? Diggs came out and performed. <laughs> yeah. And it would just seemed like, I don't, like Josh just wanted to put the cape on again and just kind of do his thing. Like, he didn't, like, when he first came out, when he first came into the league, fine, that's what worked. Because Buffalo, Buffalo was a mess, you know? Buffalo was building itself up to what it is now, and that worked. Now he's got to realize, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. I'm not, I'm, you know, he's not on that end of his career. But you're starting to get to that point where you you can't be running around taking hits, thinking you can run linebackers down and just throwing the ball all willy nilly. Just it can't happen, <laughs> you know. So this game, you know, you're at home. The Raiders are a little nicked up. Um, Myers isn't playing. I believe he's still in, um, you know, concussion protocol. So at this point, I think you just play within the framework of what your offense is. Your defense is solid, and you should win this game. Yeah. But I believe if Buffalo doesn't win this game and they go zero and two, the questions start to come up real quick. As as they say, the book is out on you, young man. Or maybe yes, they don't exactly. say that. Maybe I just say that. <laughs> I think people say a version of it, but no, exactly. People know what he is. The tape is out. It's all there. Mm-hmm. So. What what do you think from the other three games as far as ranking them uh, with the Chargers, mm-hmm. the Giants, and the Broncos? Oh, the Giants are number two. <laughs> you know, I, I spared them number one, but n- num- they're number two. And they're playing, they're playing Arizona. You got to be able to beat Arizona. Can't, can't, can't come out and lay an egg against the Cardinals. <laughs> if, Arizona, if Arizona beats you like 34 17 or something, there's a problem. <laughs> there is a problem. You know, you paid the quarterback. You didn't pay the, the running back, but he came back. You, you picked up some pieces. Like, like this team is better than Arizona. So you, you got to put up some points and you got to beat them. If you don't, you're in the next team that everyone's like, hmm, did we did we hype you up? Did we think that maybe you were better than you really were? So those so yeah, I got the Giants at two. Number three, it's Mr. Let's Ride himself. Sean Payton after that game last week must have been like, Yeah, what did I sign up for? What is this? <laughs> this isn't New Orleans, that's for sure. It's I, I don't know. Like I'm hoping, because I'd like to see Denver perform. I'd like to see another team out there challenge the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They've got the pieces. Like it's just what what is the problem, Russ? What is it? And if if you can't beat Washington, now Washington's a solid team. They're a solid team. Bunch of young guys. They've they've got a decent defense. But if you can't beat Washington, again. 
there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the whispers in Denver start to say, maybe Russ isn't worth the headache. Yeah. And maybe Russ ends up going somewhere midseason, you know? The, because if you're going to pick one to go, Russ is going to go before Sean Payton goes. And that's fact. It's fact. No. You know, our man Ben DiNucci is lurking down there on the practice squad. Seriously, get Ben DiNucci some play. <laughs> get him some run. XFL phenom Ben DiNucci. Put some respect on his name. Man, seriously. Respect on the DiNucci. <laughs> the DiNucci. The DiNucci. If you guys don't know him, look him up. Ben DiNucci. If you don't know, now you know. Now you know. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> on Sunday Scaries, we're all about the Danucci. Ben, if you see this, we could use some swag. Very much. I'll so. take a towel. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not an expensive man. And um, take much put a smile on our face. <laughs> exactly. I'll give you my address. I'm cool with it, man. Whatever you need, Ben. Whatever, man. I'm here for you. Um, but my fourth pick uh, is Chargers. They they played well last week. They just couldn't pull it out. It was just the O line kind of kind of goofed up at the end there. But they were in that game. It was a great shootout. I think it was the best game of last week. Yeah, I think it was great. You know, it was awesome. You know, to watch these guys go back and forth. They're playing the Titans. Uh, I don't know what you're getting out of the Titans, but I think I think the Chargers have enough to beat them. I really do. They should they should handle this. But I don't believe Eckler's playing this week. He's pretty he's doubtful, I believe, Ooh. with the ankle ankle injury. So uh, Josh Kelly, I think they said is going to get a lot of the a lot of the run this week. Mm -hmm. But even with that, he's he's a solid. I think he's solid in that offense. But yeah, I think the Chargers, I think they'll win and kind of get back on the winning ways. Yeah. So you kind of give them a pass for last week. Yeah, be, because they showed up. Let's be honest. They showed up. The Giants didn't show up. Buffalo just gave it away. And the Broncos, well, I don't think anybody had any real faith anyways. And they are what they are. Yeah. I, I mean, all, all jokes aside, do you think it is possible that Sean Payton makes a change? I think after week four, if they're not at least two and two, I think – He'll sit there and say, okay, what do I have? Yeah. And I think the telltale sign will be, okay, you know, if we're getting whomped in the third quarter, let's just pull Russ out. Because some coaches will keep a quarterback in there till the end to kind of get something positive on film. You'll hear that. I kept them in there. That's why they kept Danny Dimes in the whole game. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I, Dude, man, after 30-something, nothing, I'm like, just get out, dude. Just have a seat. Relax. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you wanted to find something. You wanted to put something good on film. And you put nothing on film. <laughs> so, so I think Sean Payton is the kind of coach that's going to say, you know what, we need something, we need to change this, and if he can find lightning in a bottle, you know, lightning in a bottle, something hits. You know, maybe that's the joke. Maybe he doesn't want Russ because it doesn't sound like there's ringing endorsements. You know, like he he kind of stuck up for him when he you know talked about Hackett. You know, mm -hmm. this off season, yeah. but. I get this feeling where he's like, oh, Russ is there. If he works out, great. If not, he's out. And it's not like he's got, you know, freaking uh, 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 freaking the man from New Orleans, His the love of his life. You know who I'm talking about. 
Drew. Drew. <laughs> you know, that was Drew. He'd be like, you know what? We're going to work through this, Drew. We're going to work through this. He'd go two and five with Drew, but because he knew what Drew had and what Drew gave to the team as a leader, he'd ride with him. Yeah. I don't know if Russ is that leader. Yeah. The shine has come off. <laughs> oh, man. There is no shine. There is nothing. It's like that headlight. You got and you just you, you you do all those little YouTube videos to try to shine it up and it just doesn't work. <laughs> just replace the cover, man. Just replace the cover. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no need to shine us up. We're stars that shine bright on our own, very much so. <laughs> Stay tuned after all the games live on YouTube. We'll break we'll we'll break them down uh, as they happen. And uh, don't don't forget, always stay tuned. If you like seeing our faces and hearing us talk football, YouTube and Rumble for your video needs. Or if you're just out on the go and you want to listen to us, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check that out as well, our, our audio version. Enjoy week two. Bucks McGee, brother. The final word is yours. Week two, I think, is going to be a little, is going to be a lot more exciting than week one, guys. Buckle up. It's going to be a blast. Who knows what's going to happen? Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you soon.